my coat. All right, let's stand together. Let's take us a song book up. And let's turn to 322. 322, stand up, stand up for Jesus. 322. Now come on in. Stand up, stand up for Jesus.
pray for him that, that all that gets, gets done in a hurried manner. I know people will turn slow, but we need, need him to hurry up. Yes, Brianna, I'm sorry. You're absolutely. We lift her up in prayer for somebody else. Yes, Cole. Yes, ma'am. We're we're looking forward to seeing her. We miss her. And I hope you'll let her know we are truly missing her being here. We miss you too. We're glad you're here this morning. Very thankful. Who had your hand up? Yes, Cole. Yeah, and that's, that's no kidding. We need, and we're talking about it this morning. That's what I'm kind of what I'm preaching on. Uh, anybody else? Don't get in the car and say, "Well, we should have mentioned them." Yeah, that's right. She does. She has a job interview in Mount Pleasant uh, with the city of Mount Pleasant. See, I'll pray for that. Maybe that, maybe that's what God wants. If not, pray that another opportunity opens. Like I said, don't get in the car later and say, "Well, we should have asked for prayer." Well, anything else? All right. Well, I've got several unspoken. Lord knows what they are. Yes. Mary. Okay. Mary's got one too. Okay. And so does so does Joanne. So anybody else? All right. I'm sorry, Bonnie. I haven't done any prayer too, but I can't tell two people apart. So she's got a daughter named Joanne. In my defense. Anyway, anybody else? Whether I know your name or not. All right. Well, let's go to God in prayer. Let's ask God to meet Robert Lee. This in prayer. Amen. Be seated. Oh, may rage and gather at the foot that the standard 
Everything I'm saying to you, I'm saying to me. Everything I'm saying to you, I'd say to the preacher down the street or the congregation down the street. I'd say to my next door neighbor. I'd say to anybody who knows Jesus. We are not being what a church ought to be in this hour. He went on to say this. He said, they're saying to me things like, Jonathan, there's no point to have children at this time because we're bringing children into a world. We're bringing children into a world. Has God's judgment on it? We're bringing children into a world that is going deeper and deeper into sin. And what is the point? And Charlie made this statement. He said, "You know, I'm going to give you a quote from from the reformer Martin Luther, who said this. He said, if I knew the world would end today, I would still plant an apple tree. We don't quit just because things are bad. We don't dip our sails and give up just because times get tough. And I'm going to take us this morning to Second Corinthians." And we're going to go from, from chapter uh, from chapter 4 and verse 3 down to the end of the chapter. And I want, I want to use this, and I want you to do me another favor before we get started on this. I want you to take your finger over in the back in the, in the, in the Old Testament, and I want you to turn to Judges. Those of you who are in Sunday school know right where to go because we were just in Judges. But I want you to turn to Judges chapter 6, and I want you to put your finger there because we're going to go back and forth between there and, and 2 Corinthians. All right? So... First things first, Judges chapter 6. I want you to, I'm going to put me something over there so I got it marked, and then you'll have it marked too. And then we'll get into the message. All right? Let's bow our heads and let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask God to meet with us. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before you and I need you this morning. Lord, I'm working without a net. I'm just relying solely on the Holy Spirit of God to lead me this morning. I ask you, please, empower me, use me, give me what I ought to say. Help me to speak to your people, not just these in the building, but those who are listening in. Lord, we got people listening in all this country and even all over the world. Father, I pray, Lord, that you, Holy Spirit of God, you do what I cannot do. Human words fail me. My, my thoughts fail me, Lord. I know that I'm not able to do a thing. But Spirit of God, I pray that you would, you would work in the hearts and the lives of the people who are under the sound of my voice. May the Spirit of God take the Word of God and drive it into us. And, and stir us up, plow up our hardened ground of our hearts. Lord, break it up and cause us to be troubled about what we see before us. And, Lord, to do something, to be proactive and not to, to shrink back, but to be proactive as we see the day coming. And, Lord God, I pray you'd give me Holy Ghost power now. I pray you'd forgive me of anything in my life that would hinder this message coming forth in power. Forgive me and cleanse me of my sins and fill me with your Spirit. Pour me out on your people. Use me for Christ's honor and glory, and I'll give you all the praise for it, Father, because I know I can't do a thing without you. I believe that with all my heart and soul, so I pray now that you give me unction. Preach through me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. In chapter 4, Paul is, Paul is addressing the church here, and he's letting them know that, that God has given him this calling on his life. God is the one who is behind what he's doing there. I'm going to go ahead and read first two verses, even though we're going to start in verse 3. He said, Therefore, see, we have received this ministry. It's given us by God. He said, As we have received this ministry, we faint not. We faint not. Amen. That word faint there is important. That means we don't quit. And that's exactly what Charlie was saying on that program. Is these people are giving up. The devil is fighting 
harder now than he's ever fought before. There's so much corruption. There's so much sin. There's so much violence. There's so much uh, hatred. There's so much uh, prejudice. There's so much uh, garbage everywhere. Why should we try hard now? Because, again, we know the book. We know what happens at the end. We know Jesus is coming. We know this is all going to wrap up soon. So why should we try so hard and struggle so hard and labor against what seemingly is an army of heathens that are outnumber us greatly? And they do. There are millions of them compared to us. I know there's millions of believers to translate their And I'm not trying. The last thing I want to do this morning is discourage. But I want you to understand, yes, our odds, the odds are against us as Christians. And I want you to understand, too, that we are in the crosshairs. I mentioned this morning, and I'm going to say it again during this message, but I want you to understand that this world has got Christians to blame for what's going on right now. Let's continue on our scripture. He said, he said, Having received mercy, as we have received mercy, we thank men because we have God's mercy in our lives, and therefore we're not to, we're not to rely on our own human strength. My friends, I'm going to tell you something. That's why you need your Bible. That's why you need your prayer time. That's why you need a relationship with God, because it's not by your strength that you're going to make it in this world. It's not by your strength that you're going to be an overcomer. It's by God's strength in your life, and you only get that strength as you spend time with him. You don't get that strength just because you're a Christian. It don't just naturally flow into your being because you are a believer. You have to spend time with your Heavenly Father. If you get married, I can assure you, you don't ever spend time with your wife. I guarantee your marriage is going to be lousy. Matter of fact, you're not even going to have much relationship there if you don't spend time together. You have to spend time together to have a relationship. You've got to communicate. You've got to know one another. And God knows you already. There's no doubt about that. But you don't know God like you need to, and you need to get to know him. And the more you get to know him, the more you yield to him, the more of his power will be in your life, and the more you'll overcome, and you won't feel like you do right now. Amen. He said said we renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We're not going to be a part of anything dishonest, not walking in craftiness. We're not trying to to fool anybody. Amen. We're not handling the word of God deceitfully. We're not trying to promise you you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise if you'll send some seed money to my ministry. No, nothing like that. Don't buy my prayer call or get my books. Nothing like that. No. Just come to Jesus and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, it's not by that. He said, it's by manifestation of the truth, by openly telling people the truth. Just not telling them the truth. That's not so hard. Just tell them the truth. Sin will send you to hell. Sin will cause you to burn in hell forevermore. You'll never get out. It'll be torture every moment of your existence. It'll never end. That's, that's, that's horrible. But that's the truth. That is the absolute truth. Or you can put out of on Jesus and trust what he's done for you and quit trying to do it yourself and let him save your soul. Blood of Jesus, which has washed you white as snow. Amen. And that's the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, what Jesus has done for us. That's the gospel, amen. But let's look at verse 3 and begin a message. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And our gospel is hidden today. It is a hidden gospel. You know, it's hidden. It's hidden for a lot of reasons. It's hidden because the devil is working overtime in this world, trying to throw as many counterfeits as he can at Christianity. He'll try to throw every kind of killer 
go through a process or whatever. He has to rely on this man or that man or this statue or whatever. The devil can come at you with some counterfeit to make you believe something else can get you to heaven. The devil will try anything that he can, amen, in order to keep people blinded, lost, not knowing where to turn. If our gospel be here, it says to them that are lost. I've said this lately, but I'll say it again. That's why we call them lost, because they don't know where to go. Right? It's, not that, it's, it's not that everybody that's lost hates God and doesn't want to know him. They don't know how to come to him. It may, be that they, it may be that they would trust him, but they don't know how to approach him. You know, they don't have the cure for the problems they have of sin. I don't know that for sure, but I assume that. Maybe I shouldn't assume, but I do. If you came to church this morning, you probably have some love in your heart for God. So I'm assuming you know him. If you don't, you need to know him. You need to come to him today, and you need not delay and wait on it and dangle over hell any longer. You need to come on to Jesus and get saved. But having said that, the Bible says it's his. And it's his, again, because Satan is working overtime to turn people from it, but that ain't the only reason. It's hidden because those who have it are keeping it under wraps. When we're little, we sing this song, and I know y'all know it. Everybody in here can sing it from memory. I bet Blake knows it, and, he, and he's, he's not old enough to have probably run across it anywhere unless he heard it in church. But it goes like this. This little light of mine, sing it with me. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. What's the second verse say? Y'all know it? Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Problem is, we've got our light under a bushel. And we do. We said we wouldn't. We sang that when we were kids, and we promised God in song that we wouldn't hide that light under a bushel. But the world came in, and it choked. The affairs of this life have choked the gospel. As the, soul, the parable of the soul is said, and some of us have got it so choked that we can't get it out from under our bushel basket, and nobody sees the light that is hidden in our life. The Bible says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the gospel of Christ. And it is a glorious light. It is a glorious light, a glorious gospel. It should, who is in the image of God, Christ is God, so that he should shine unto them. Oh, he wants to shine unto them. He didn't die on that cross just to die. He died because he wants to shine his light into their hearts, into their darkness. Four sinners to come to him and be saved, not just so that he was dead and rose from the grave and a historical figure. He died for something. He died so that we, his children, his, uh, his, his people, would take his message and give to other people out there who are lost and are on their way to hell so that they need not go to hell because God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, not just not just a select few, but whosoever, anyone who would believe could be saved. The Bible says God's not willing that any should perish. God doesn't want anybody in hell. Hell was not created for man. Do you know that? Hell was created for the devil and his angels. 
The reason men go to hell is because men throw God away. God doesn't throw them away. They throw God away. So there has to be a wastebasket for those who don't want God. And it's called hell. Again, he says, the God of this world, that little few God, that's the devil. That's Satan. He is the God of this world. That's why, that's why we look around and we see that he's in charge. And we see what he's doing. We see the things that, that he's accomplishing right now. And I mentioned it this morning in Sunday school. I don't know if you're aware of what I was going on. I, I know most of you are, but some of you may not be. But I, I mentioned that school shooting that just took place in Nashville. And if you didn't hear about it, there they was a transgendered individual who, who was born a boy and decided in order to be a girl and went to a Christian school. And, and I'm sure he forced, he tried to force his, his uh, transgender ways in that school. I'm sure of it. Because you don't just flip a switch and be that the day you get out of there. But he goes back in there with, with two AR-15s and a pistol and shoots three adults and shoots three kids, little kids. He had nothing to do with those kids. Just went in there and killed people. Now, that's bad enough. But now, since that's happened, the mainstream media is taking up for transsexuals, transgender people, whatever you want to call them, and they're, they're saying it's Christian's fault. Christians made that person up. Well, they wouldn't have done that. Not only that, the trans community was going to have a National Day of Rage. Well, they, I don't know. That National Day of Vengeance, they called it. I don't know what they were planning on doing, but it may still happen. It may, and you know who, who they're mad at? It's us. I'm Temple Baptist Church at 303 Short Street in Clarksville, Texas, in case they're going to come down here. I'll be ready for them, but I, I, don't, I don't want them to. Amen? I tell you, I don't want them to. I don't want to hurt nobody, but I can tell you right now, I stand for God. Amen? And I would hope you would too, but I'm gonna, hey, what I'm trying to say this morning is the world that we live in is in a horrible mess. Amen? And it is coming at us. You know why? Because this joker is closing down. I'm telling you, America is closing up shop. Why? Because God is pouring his judgment on America. God is pouring out his judgment on this nation. Why? I can tell you we 
win in the end. But I can tell you, I don't know what's going to happen in the near future. I don't know what America's not in prophecy, as far as I can tell. So we may not even be here. I don't know. I can't say. But I can say this this morning. I can say this. This is some things we need to understand going into whatever this future holds in the near future because it's going, things are fixing to change in this country. And I, and, I, and I don't say that lightheartedly. I don't say it because I look forward to it happening. I say it because it's reality and because it's inescapable. And this Bible's true, and the things that this Bible says are going to take place are going to come to pass. And again, the wheels are in motion. The, wheel, the COVID, COVID was the big kickoff party for the whole thing. They tested, they ran, they programmed the program to see if they could control people. And now that they know that they can, they're implementing their program. This the the Build Back Better program that you heard about during the election, Build Back Better, the presidential election. All the nations around the world ran that same slogan, Build Back Better. It's the Great Reset. It's the New World Order. It's it's the beast system. It's coming. It is coming. So what do we do? What do we do, preacher? What do we do? Well, we don't faint. That's what we do. We do not faint. Amen. Yes. Yes, we, we, we're, we're dealing with these things. And again, let's get back to, to 2 Corinthians. Paul says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants, for Christ Jesus' sake. Verse 5. For God who commanded, now don't you notice that word there, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. Amen. God who said, Let there be light, and there was light, and the light shined, and the darkness couldn't stop it. The Bible says the darkness comprehended it not. He commanded the light of the Lord Jesus Christ into this world, and the Lord Jesus Christ has come and shed his blood and bought redemption for man, woman, boys, and girls all over this world. And God commanded that light to shine in a dark world, and he came and he died, and now this gospel is here. And the Bible said he has shined in our hearts. Amen. Praise God for salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my old wretched soul. He shined it into my heart. Amen. The Bible says to give, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of the God and of Christ. You know what? The Bible says to, to give light to the knowledge. So when, when Christ shined into my heart, you know what that did? That's where I took, they put the light on in me, turned the light on. When I got saved, the light came on in me, and I realized that God deserved the glory. Amen? I realized that God deserved all the glory, and Christ is there in me to give God the glory. That's what he lives in me for, to give God the glory. Amen? How do I give God the glory? I give God Because that's what he gets glory for. He gets glory for seeing his only begotten son in the world save man. That's what the message is. That's the light that shines in the darkness. That's what Paul's talking about here. Now look at verse 7. Paul says in verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is he speaking of? What treasure? Well, talking about Christ. Amen? What, what is he talking about? He said, he said, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, the face of Christ, that's the treasure. It's knowing that Jesus saved sinners, that Jesus came to save sinners, and that he saved me, and he lives in me, and that 
And we carry it around in these bodies, these corrupt bodies of flesh. These are our earthen vessels, and we carry the treasure in. Now turn over to the judges. Here's your moment. Judges chapter 7. All right, I want you to look at verse 16. Gideon. Gideon and, and, and his and his uh his family, they have been tortured by the Midianites. Their family is surrounded by these massive amounts of uh, enemy people who are destroying everything they have in their life. There's the enemies of God and That's what happened. That's the 
I, listen, that's the kind of attitude I'd like to have, amen? I'm not worried about what happens to me in this world because you can destroy this flesh, but you can't destroy this soul, amen? And I'm going home to be with Jesus, and where I'm going, that's really my home. This is not, this is temporary. This is a passing time. This is a passing thing. This body, I can tell you right now, I look at it in the mirror, and I don't even recognize it anymore because it used to, it used to look better than this. I mean, I was never pretty, but it used to look better than this. And I look at it now, and I say, man, this, this thing's wearing out. And it won't be long till it'll be worn out. And it won't be fit to live in anymore. And when I leave it, I ain't going to miss it. Because I'm going home, I'm going to get one that's better than this one. I ain't even the one that I get. It's going to last forever. And it won't ever age or hurt or anything. My knees will never ache again. Praise God. I won't ever have to pop my neck no more because it's stiff. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I won't have no more upright on these hands. We got all those things going on. And he said, and we're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Therefore, Paul went, he carried around the message of Christ. He said that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Listen, we're going to carry Jesus around and if they persecute us, that's fine. If they if they hurt us, that's fine. Because we're 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 trying to carry around.
There's no excuse. The Bible said God commanded the light to shine forth out of darkness. Amen. He commands to the preacher into somebody else's life. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the preacher. He didn't make you feel like it. He said, do it. And he said, oh, I'm with you all the way, even to the end of the world. So he said, you're not going to be by yourself doing it. I'm going to be with you when you do it. And he's going to be the one that gives you a power to do it. And he's going to be the one who backs up the words you speak. But God says, speak it. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Listen, I want, and what that's talking about is the crowd that will come with us if we tell others about Jesus. That thanksgiving, there's going to be a crowd in heaven for those who, who, who won people to Jesus. That crowd's going to stand around with them. We're going to rejoice together because we're there all together. And those that you When you get to heaven, you're going to meet those who you, who you help get into the kingdom. And we're going to rejoice around the throne of God. Verse 16. For which cause, look here, we thank God. What cause? Getting people saved. Getting people in the family of God. Shining that light into their darkness. We thank God. We don't quit. He says, though our outward man perish, even though in doing so we're getting beat down, worn down, tired, and, 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 and everything that the world is trying to do to us, even though all those things are coming against us, he said, we thank God. We don't quit. Give up. We don't get tired. We don't say, we're getting close to Jesus coming back, so let's just, let's just stand there and wait for him. Let's look busy because Jesus is coming. No, we ought to be busy. Not look busy. For which cause we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. How does it get renewed? It gets renewed when you spend time with God. Again, when you get up in the morning, or right before you go to bed, or on your lunch break, or at 10 o'clock in the morning, or, or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, middle of the night when you wake up and can't sleep, whatever it is, sit down alone with God. You talk to him and let him talk to you. It's like a child going and sitting on their daddy's lap and let him talk to you and love on you. That's the way God wants to do you. He wants to treat you like a father to a child. He wants to encourage you and love you. And it will remove you. When you realize, look here, you're not the one fighting this battle. This is not your fight. This is God's fight. He's got you in it, but he's the power behind you. For which cause we faint not that our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17, Paul says, For our attitude, which is for but a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Oh, you're saying all these things that you're going through, being put in prison, being beaten, being, being mocked, being stoned, being, being uh, 
uh, treated, robbed, being, being, having your clothes taken from you. Had a, a, I mean, your life was miserable. You, you were constantly lied on. You had people who we had accused you of being a phony. I mean, yeah, everything that could go wrong went wrong to Paul. And he said, oh, it wasn't nothing. It was just a light affliction. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. So how can you say that, Paul? How can you say it wasn't bad? Because Paul wasn't the one doing the fight. Paul was trusting God. And God was supplying everything Paul needed. And so Paul, Paul was never, hey, listen, Paul was telling you what was happening to him physical body. There were times where he talked about it, where he talked about it. He was he was in perils in the water, and perils in the country, and perils in the sea, and perils with his countrymen, perils with him. He, everywhere he went, he was in perils, but he said, he here, he said, it wasn't that big a deal. <coughs> but I want you to notice something back in verse 16. I almost missed it. He said, for which cause we faint not. Now I want you to look back in Judges if you got your, if you got your Bible open there. So they broke their pitchers, the lamps, down the light, and they blew their trumpets, and the enemy was discomfited. The Bible says, which means they was all it was all turned around. They didn't know what to do. They start swinging their swords, killing each other, and 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 for too long. Gideon and those 300 men are chasing them, and they're chasing them, and they're chasing them, and they're chasing them, and they're chasing them. And the Bible says in verse 4, chapter 8, it says, And Gideon came to Jordan, and he passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him, faint. They were faint. That means they needed to stop and breathe. That means their bodies would give out. It means it had been a difficult journey. It means it wasn't easy. It means it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't a lap of luxury. It was hardship. They were faint. They wanted to rest. The Bible says they passed over. Faint, yet pursuing. One of these things, we're going to come to that door like they came to Jordan. And when we come to Jordan, are we going to come to Jordan? I'll just, I'll give up the bottle a while back. I'm just going to totter across Jordan. I want to still be swinging my sword. When I go, I want to still be pursuing the enemy. When I go, I want to have the enemy in my sight. When I cross Jordan, I don't want to be give up already. I want to be fighting when I go across Jordan. I don't want to give up a little. Praise God. I want to do what God said. He said, Paul said, while we look not at the things which are seen, we don't look around at things and circumstances. We don't look at the things which are seen. He said, but at the things which are not seen. I don't want my spot. I want my faith. I'm not headed for earth. I'm headed for heaven. I'm not looking for what's going to happen out here. I'm looking for what's going to happen up there. He said to the thing, we don't look at the things which are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's where we are looking. I'm going to tell you something this morning. Uh, listen, I, I, I like that verse over in, in, in Luke chapter 19, verse 13, what Jesus said in that parable. He said, when he, he said, occupy till I come. So what does that mean? That means, listen to me, we're still plowing. We're still in the field. 
We're not to be looking back at what we've done and saying, well, that was in there. No, we're to put our hands to the plow and keep plowing until the, until the whistle blows. Keep press that double shell a little deeper and keep on the plowing. Don't you dare give up. I want to close on this fact. I want to read to you again the words we sang earlier this morning. I'll tell you, I got this message together, and I still have read these more words out loud. I had tears coming down my face when I realized what the songwriter wrote. Yeah, it's coming. That is the standard prayer for our Lord. Don't hide it under a bushel. Raise it high. Listen, the battle's here. Put your armor on. Stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon his holy word. Not in what you think. Don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. He said, he said uh, strong to meet the foe. Marching on we go. Let our cause we know must prevail. Steel and banner bright, gleaming in the light, battling for the right. We never can fail. We've got God on our side. Oh, thou God of all, hear us when we call. Help us run and all by thy grace. When the battle's done and the victory's won, May we run it crown before thy face. Round them, soldiers. Right around the banner. Ready, steady, press the work along. Forward, onward. Stand away. Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. We are in a fight. And if we quit now, we'll be run over rough shot. We need to stand up and fight for God while there's time left. Get out of these walls. Go find somebody that's lost. Tell them they need Jesus. Get them in here. Let's build this thing back up. Let's stand together.
lead from here. And uh, Richard, I'm going to ask you to dismiss the It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.